Welcome to Photography Adventures Podcast. You like photography? I do too. And this podcast is all about photography. No technical information here, but hey, there's no right or wrong, yes or no answers. It's all about what you feel. So pull up a chair, grab some coffee or your favorite drink, and let's chat about photography. Welcome to Photography Adventures Podcast. I'm Don D. Hester. And I'm Renee L. Ferguson. Today is episode 49 of season four, a glance back at season three, 2022. Well, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm here. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I am here. So, <laughs> been a long journey, huh? <laughs> so, May of this year will be our fourth year of podcast. Wow. Oh, Lord help me. <laughs> we need some um, celebration music. Yeah, in the there you go. <laughs> so today, what we're going to do to start out season four, we're going to recap the ten episodes that we were recorded in 2022. All right, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Yes. So the first one was episode 39, having a portfolio. Many ways to have a portfolio. So what we did, we talked about digital or print. You know, having more than one portfolio book uh, or digital book, uh, make sure it represent who you were and, you know, shop around for a good print lab. We also talked about having powerful images and like your stronger images um, to build them. Mm-hmm. And between eight to 10 or eight to yeah, eight to 12 images or 10 to 20. Mm-hmm. I even heard 24 at one point, but anything, I say anything more than eight yeah, and less than 20, 22, something right. like that. And I think the main thing for a portfolio, regardless what type of work you do, make sure it's the work you enjoy. Don't mm-hmm. put it out there because you think other people like us. We, you know, we've seen that so much in social media today. You know, we, we got to make sure that that's what we want in our portfolio. That's who we are when we represent ourselves that way. And even if you have like a um, different style of work you, that you do, don't put them on that one portfolio. Have separate portfolios for each one. Because if you go to a client and they want to see work on, say, for instance, branding or or maybe your landscape work, or maybe even your portrait work, they don't want to see landscapes with your portrait work. So mm-hmm. just separate those different portfolios for your different work. Mm-hmm. And also, the last thing on that, make sure you have a nice flow. You don't want right. a botchy and one person or looking this way and other person looking that way. And Also, have your work critiqued to find out True. what industry might want. True. Okay. All right. So the next one was episode 40, Large Family Photo Session. And with this one, it was basically just all you talking about your um, photo shoot outdoors with that large Mm -hmm. family. So what I did, it was a large family shoot. I think it was about 27 people. It was at the base of Skyline Drive in Front Royal. Um, The the range of people were from 10 to 92. Mm -hmm. And... The preparation that um, I had to go through to get to do that shoot. And 
always go early because I encountered glitches with it. Mm-hmm. So I researched a lot of it. To, and then also, if it's outside, learn the time of day. Go go to that location at the time of day if you can and find out what that lighting's going to be like or wherever that location is. You might have um, shadow areas and things like that. How to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know more, there's more on the other pet podcast. And also, real quick, um, you also talked, well, it happened, gear, having extra gear just right. in case you have that major hiccup. Because mm-hmm. that, right. that was major. I had, <laughs> I had a gut feeling that something might go wrong, and I did. And being there early, I was able to adjust and have the gear for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was good. It was good being there and to assist you and to see the good and the bad and the ugly of any photo shoot because <laughs> I don't care. There's good, bad, and ugly right? in it everything is. you do. And you learn from it and pray about it. You cry about mm-hmm. it. And at the end of the day, everybody's <laughs> happy and you just <laughs> you move on. You go and have right. some ice cream to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's your favorite. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one was episode 41, New Gears Review and Renting Gear. And I think, yeah, I talked about, I had purchased a portable stool, which was really cool. It was like an accordion, mm-hmm. and which I haven't used because it's not here yet. But anyway, <laughs> I'll, get that, I'll get that eventually. Oh, she's changed location. Oh, my God, I changed location. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked about the uh, macro focus, focusing rail slider, which is really, really interesting. And what I talked about was one thing. She was actually surprised. Yes. (laughs) Was the Ilios light. I-L-I-O-S. And it's a ring light. And I go through all the details of what that ring light is like. Mm -hmm. And the things that I got for it and with it. Oh, and also we talked about renting gear. We uh, Mm -hmm. recommended some places like um, Lens Pro to Go, Borrow Lenses, um, just so many out there. I think was it Lens Pro to Go you recommended for me, mm-hmm. and that worked. That's that worked out. It has worked out very, very well. I like them. I really like the fact that you were talking about how they even send tape to tape your box. Yeah, I'm like wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of tape you don't have in the house, and you go to mm-hmm. Lowe's or whatever. You know, it's fifteen dollars. And I said Shoot, back on the day they used to send a. Um, Tootsie Roll pop in the in the in the box with it. Well, I ain't seen no candy. Oh. I, I was all up in that box, but I was. I, <laughs> I think once I saw the tape, I was like, "This is so cool." I'm gonna stick with these people because they right. sent their own tape. Thumbs right. up for the tape. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when renting gear, you can rent anything down to a SD card. Yes, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you're not for sure, you can't afford it because gear is expensive. Check out one of the rented places and rent it for three or four days. And once you're done, just make sure you send it back on time because they will charge you for that. Right. Okay. That's what I did before. When I first started, I didn't have the gear. Mm-hmm. I rented it. Yeah. I, and that was the first time I actually rented gear. I, I, I knew people who'd done it, but I'd never done it before. So mm-hmm. that was interesting. That was really interesting. So the next one, episode 42, explain your workflow. Uh, we discussed our workflow uh, from our adventures as well as our separate photography sessions. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how we plan and prepare for a so- photo session and 
you know, just a thought process or preparing our gear or what we did when we got back, you know. Mm-hmm. And based off the type of shoot, like, say, for instance, when I go out with you, you're more of a landscape photographer. I can't bring my portrait work. I mean, portrait, um, like off camera flash and things like that. I don't bring that because there's really no use. But um, uh, wait a minute, that might not be true. I can't. <laughs> I'm a normally when I go out with you, I take in birds. Oh, OK. I can't use that. And I guess the reason why I said that because, um, you know, back when I used to work, we always shot with flash. Mm-hmm. We always, and, you know, it wasn't people because the bodies, if there were bodies, they were gone because the local law enforcement took care of that. Right. But we always photographed with flash, and sometimes we did do off-camera flash. So that's why I said that. Yeah. You know, just in case you get into law enforcement photography and you need a little tidbit, <laughs> yeah, I, always, I don't think I'll, I'll ever lose that it's always going to be there and then we talked about um, you like when you go out sometimes you like to tell a story because mm-hmm. you use it for your blog and she'll tell how she goes through that process and then also for me um, some of mine I use vision boards and I use Pinterest so mm-hmm. we explained that too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good information yeah. on that one. Well, they're all good information because that's who we are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is episode 43, creating community with your photography. How to share your gift as a photographer and give back to the community. Mm-hmm. To me, I think that's one of the most important things photographers can do right. is to give back to the people who... A lot of times they help you grow because when we're starting with our photography, who we ask? We ask people in our neighborhood, our family, mm-hmm. anybody that knows right. us, hey, can you do this or can you do that? So, you know, you always give back to the people that help you grow. Yeah, from headshots to events to all those kind of things like that. Mm-hmm. And we also talked about a lot of times when, um, you know, unfortunately when people pass, um, they don't have any halfway decent images, I'll put it that way, mm-hmm. to share or to, it might be on their phone and maybe the quality at that time wasn't great. And if we have them, you know, as photographers, we should share. One of the things I'm doing now, um, because we've discussed this before, is I'm trying to get a lot of pictures of my cousins and relatives. Mm-hmm. Because if you haven't seen them in a while, You've got pictures when they were little, but you don't necessarily have a good picture of them now. So now what I'm trying to do is whenever I get a relative or a cousin or even a friend, mm-hmm. I come sit in front of my camera so I can get a good set of pictures of you. And that's what I do now. That's good. That's good. And a lot of th- we also talked about, you know, donating to nonprofit organizations, Mm -hmm. to the hospitals, just anybody in your... Nursing homes. Yes, yes. Anybody in your your neighborhood that needs, we should be there for them all the time. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Before I forget, I think I was reading an article maybe last year. It was a school in New York City. You know, after the pandemic, a lot of things changed, you know, and they didn't have funding for the kids' portraits. So a photographer mm-hmm. in that neighborhood, she went and donated her time and she oh, photographed wow. all the kids. And what she did, she let them be who they were. She let them pose any way they wanted. Oh, that's pretty she cool. She did the whole thing. I'm like, see, that's what you do. 
That's right. what you do. So that was really mm-hmm. cool. So there's nothing wrong with giving back to your community because when you think about it, they gave a lot to you. Mm-hmm. There's a guy also, I think his name's Jermaine Horton. I think that's what his name is. Because of some of the things that are going in society now in hair, um, he's going through and and he finds children that maybe the school has a restriction on their hair and things like that. He's taking pictures of them. Oh, okay. Um, um, he's gotten sponsors. Mm-hmm. So he goes on his own accord and does things like that. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, episode 44. Street photography or street photography? How street (laughs) photography aims to capturing everyday life in public places versus street photography capturing everyday life of public places. So, you know, we we talked about the difference of the two. A lot of street photographers go out there and most of their um, subjects are the people. Mm -hmm. And you and me, we probably like, well, if a person in ours is by accident... We're going right. out, you know, the streets and, and the you know, the buildings and things like that. So it's interesting of the two. And I think we talked about if we ever done it or if we ever would do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can. I mean, I watch YouTubers, street photographers. I, I don't think I can do that. No, you did do one protest. Yeah, but that's August different. But, you know, when you see yeah. the street photographers walking around and next thing you know... They photograph a person off the street. Right. I I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. That's that'd be that would be hard for me to do. It, it would take a lot of practice and confidence to do that. Mm-hmm. What about you? Would you do it? Yeah. Well, I'm a little. Um. I don't mind going up to a stranger and or a person I don't know talk to. Them. Uh, I don't I don't have a problem with that. Um, the things. I would do street photography in that way, but I don't necessarily know if I would want to do like protests like a Devin Allen or somebody somebody like that mm-hmm. does because I watched a webinar and all of those things that you have to prepare for mentally, um, whether or not you're going to get arrested, all that kind of thing. I mean, it takes a brave person to do something like that. I'm not in the... the level of danger mm-hmm. it's risky so i don't know that i'm that type of person right and the, for that but the same as street photography you know putting a i shouldn't say putting a camera in somebody's face you know right. you got to accept what they give you if they get upset right. with you then there's nothing you can do because you're you're taking that 50 50 risk so right. are you willing mm-hmm. to deal with that and, you know, don't lose your confidence as a, a street photographer or anything mm-hmm. or get offended because somebody said no. So that's a whole learning process. Too. Right. It is. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. And, you know, with so many um, phone photographers out there, you kind of like to me, if I'm out there and there's a phone photographer there, I might kind of get in their same area. So I won't mm-hmm. feel as. I don't know, scared. <laughs> Cause right. I, I just don't I just don't want nobody to come up to me and, and say no or say something, you know, nasty right. and anything like that. So it's it's interesting. I mean hey, I have nothing against street photographers, more power to you. Just stay safe out there. Right. Okay, so forty five episode forty five was having a photography blog. 
how having a blog can benefit your, you know, your photography. We talked about, have you started your blog yet? Mm-hmm. I have a blog. It's on my, um, yours is separate from your website, right? Yeah, but, but it links to it. Right. Yeah. But mine is contained. I don't put as much on mine, but I do have a blog. Okay. On okay. It. Yeah, cause I think I went back to the beginning and I think mm-hmm. I went back a little bit farther than what I thought. And I had, I think I said 100 plus, I had written 100 plus blogs at the time. Goodness. So I've kind of slacked off a little bit, but now I'm, I'm ready to get back into doing my right. blogs and everything. It can benefit you as a photographer, you know, because you don't mm-hmm. know who's out there reading. It gives an insight of who you are and what you're, kind of like your mindset. So, yeah, I think it's good to have. It could be a lot of work, though. So mm-hmm. I know I know some people who blog every every week. I normally I try to blog every two weeks. I don't think I want to do the every week because then I think that'll be like work. And <laughs> if it feels like work, then I don't want to do it. Right. You know, I want to enjoy mm-hmm. it because you know it's something I wanted or I didn't want to do, but I had to find something to do my first year of retirement because. I know a lot of people mindset they'll have do they go back to work and I wasn't doing that so I had to find some. Well, you have to check her blog out anyway because she has some really interesting places and some of her experiences. I mean, it's like a history lesson on a lot of the different places that she goes and it's interesting because she's got a lot of places that people wouldn't think to go. Right. And sometimes be right around the corner of your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. like oh, I, I didn't know that was there. And then some of the places that were like closed down, she's asked people in the in the neighborhood and they've told them about those different mm-hmm. places. And she can give a little history on it, even though it's closed. Right. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of mm-hmm. fun. And um, this year I had a chance to write the blog on um, Tuskegee Airmen Historical Site. As I was driving down to Florida, I stopped there and I was able to visit that, which was interesting. Then the other one was Five Points in Colorado. You know, the history Mm -hmm. behind that. And, you know, you don't know until you look at a map, you're like, what's that? And you just do some research and check it out. And and I always wanted to be a photojournalist, but it never worked. So that's why I do my little blogs. Plus, she loves lighthouses. So she's got some really, really good images on lighthouses. Well, I appreciate that. I'll I'll send you you a check. (laughs) In the mail. <laughs> I've got to be the first of the month because I don't have no money after the oh, fifth. <laughs> All right. So the next one is episode 46, how to improve your confidence as a photographer. We discussed building up our confidence and ways to do so. And then we talked about it's harder than you think. Yes. Yes. And... What people want to see versus what you want to present. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you decided, you know, you were, it's got to be what you're happy with. Yeah. You're stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Trying not to worry about others. And if you, like we said earlier, you know, your portfolio should be of you, who you are, not right. trying to please mm-hmm. other people. He said it's a trial and error and, and don't give up. Like, and we always talk about small group, having that right. networking where you can shoot the breeze. Uh, with mm-hmm. other photographers or maybe somebody who's not a photographer but can relate and give you a good background of what's going on and what you need to do. I met a wildlife photographer here and she uh, listened to all our, our podcasts and she said this one was a good one because she said she had that problem and yeah. now it helped her to step out and, and build up her confidence. 
So that was good to hear that. that. <laughs> I'm like, man, you the actually. Cool thing about her, <laughs> she has a different type of style when she shoots too. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe how she presented, you know, or her work after she's done shooting. I mean, what she edits with, right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you just don't know what people are going through as far as you know trying mm-hmm. to build their confidence or anything. So it takes work, little by little. Don't give up. Like you said, good days and bad mm-hmm. days, but you can't give up on it. Episode forty-seven. The older I get, the more I appreciate travel workshop. <laughs> this one was all on me. Actually, I was yeah. in I was in Virginia <laughs> Beach. <laughs> And I knew we had a couple episodes to get out for the end of the year. So <laughs> this one's about me being against workshops all my life. You know, I was saying like, mm-hmm. I don't need them to help me because I know what I'm doing. Da, 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 da. But now as you get older, you're like, you know, it's not bad because I'm thinking of the safety. I'm thinking of places that right. they probably can go that I wouldn't go by myself. Mm-hmm. Older you get, you wise up a little bit. You're like, oh, it's, it's, it's not as bad as I said it was. So I had to get my, you know, take my hat off to it because it's crazy that you know how we used to growing up as photographer go anywhere, had to worry about nothing, but now you do. Mm-hmm. It's true. Every time I go somewhere, I make sure my gear is the way I want it. So when I get out of the car, I don't have to go in the back, put anything together. It's all right beside me in the front. And then I can just get up and do what I have to do and put it in the front and just drive off. But yeah, I woke up. That woke me up a whole lot. Well, you talked about in that episode, you also talked about how a guy left a, I don't know if it was a wedding or an event, and somebody um, stopped. He stopped and somebody bust out of the back of his window, even on the road. Yes. To get his equipment out. And then um, uh, you... And then setting up by yourself, mm-hmm. people in broad daylight come to, and take your gear from you. Mm-hmm. This it was a gentleman setting up. I think he was going to do a blog, and I think he turned around. Somebody just got out of their car real quick, grabbed the tripod because the camera's on it, mm-hmm. and off they went. It only takes right. five seconds. It's right. It don't take much time. They just grab mm-hmm. and go. And you said, you know, you like the the. Um, you talked about your lighthouse workshop where you've got a lot of people mm-hmm. together and how, you know, you travel from place to place, but you're not by yourself. And the cool thing was, even with that, even with you having a certain, you know, area, everybody shot shoots different. And when we went on these workshops, we was up old dark 30. I mean, old mm-hmm. dark 30. You couldn't see in front of you. So everybody, most of the people had... Headlamps on and things like that. So we got yeah. out there, talking about getting out there early. We got out there early. So there's no way in the world I would go out there like that. I would go no. when I know the sun is ready to come up, you know, but. Mm-mm. But you were saying you were doing sunsets and sun sunrises and sunsets. So you're, you're burning the light on both, I mean, burning the candle on both ends at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> you're like, who? And other than that, I, there's no way in the world I would have done that by myself. So on there, I won't tell you what they are, but she tells you where to go um, to take good lighthouses in, in that area. So check that podcast out to find out where she went. And the last one, episode 48, I still enjoy film photography. Again, it's me. Every now and then, mm-hmm. well, I, I grew up on film photography, but every now and then I get that itch or I'm watching uh, some photographers on Instagram. They talking about their film and all that. And I follow YouTube photographers 
more mm-hmm. than landscape photographer. Because I'm really right. not a landscape photographer. I'm just a <laughs> photographer. I'm jack of all trades. I just don't go near water. But any, <laughs> and I know I'm in, I'm in the land of water, but I don't, <laughs> I don't go near water. Lord, help me. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to find something. What she are birds? She didn't like birds as much. <laughs> but, you but know, I kind of got her looking at them now a little no, bit more really. than I did before. If I'm out and about mm-hmm. and I see a bird, I will shoot it <laughs> with a camera, not with a gun, people. Okay, just get this straight. I have nothing against them, right? But I will, I will photograph it, and then I'll come mm-hmm. back later and say, "Hey, uh, what is this?" And I'm not ashamed of doing it, but I don't get all giddy and all excited and be jumping up and down. It just, <laughs> but I, sh- I guess I should because it's all here. Water and birds. <laughs> Water and birds. <laughs> so every now and then, you know, I still go and get my camera gear and shoot. And mm-hmm. I, I just love film. Something about film photography versus digital, it slows you down. You know, you don't have that spray mm-hmm. and pray. You just pray. Because <laughs> if, if you got 15 exposure or 35, you're like, okay. Right. You know, you want to make each one work. I think just the fun of it more than anything. Now, the hard part for me, now I have to send it to somebody so they process my film because I don't have those capabilities anymore. So, you know, you're like, okay, you let that go. But so, yeah, every now and then I still, I still go. And where I'm at now in, in Florida, um, I did go down to the local photo store and met the people and they actually process and print right there. Yeah, so they don't have to send it out. So I'm like, okay, give me a couple rolls of this, this, this. And rolls and film is just expensive. Maybe every oh, other month, cool. every couple of months, I go out and shoot some film. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Now on this one, she'll tell you what she likes and what she doesn't like. There's a whole list of both. <laughs> now, there's one interesting thing that I thought was it was pretty cool was the moons. So I'm not going to tell you what the moons are because you have to go listen to that. But I was like, what's that? Then I had to listen further because I was like, I want to know what that is. And then you have to go find out what the moons are and what she does yes. for that. So check that out. And then um, one of her favorite camera ca- cameras, you have to find out what that is, too. I had to say, that. Uh, what is it? <laughs> her favorite film camera, I'll say well, that. I'll tell you this. If you're interested in film, like you said, you know, you go to these rental places, just rent mm-hmm. out, you know, a camera, not to be in format because, you know, that's a little bit too much. And I'm not trying to be smart, but maybe a 35 and get a roll of 35 and just mm-hmm. go out and play with it and see the experience. And, and you know, right. get one of the prime lenses. Don't get a zoom lens. That'll make you move more, move your feet more, make you be more creative mm-hmm. just to see how it all works. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you appreciate a little bit more when you see film photographers out there. Right. And then with that being said, um, if you don't have a light meter, because light meter is important. If you don't have a light meter, then there's apps that you can put mm-hmm. on your phone. And I have an app, and I use that. And sometimes I look at my subject, and even though the app says something else, I'll change it slightly. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll slow down mm-hmm. the, um, the uh, shutter speed because I'd rather right. have overexposed negative versus underexposed. Overexposed, I still can pull something mm-hmm. out. Underexposed, there's nothing there. Right. So, you know, that comes in handy too. And a lot of times, you know, the um, light meter and the cameras, a lot of them have it. You know, you have to get a battery, but I never used them because they don't have to worry about buy- buying any batteries. Yeah, and okay. if I did use them, I still maybe opened up another stop 
depending on what the situation mm-hmm. because you only got roll 24 or 36 or in right. 120 you got 15 you have to be yeah, very ain't no spray and praying. You pray. <laughs> no. <laughs> that spray and pray is out the door. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you can't come back and delete uh, it. <laughs> no. And then you get a roll and, you know, you get that roll back and, like, they're blank. Mm-hmm. Even though they, you know, you can, they send you the prints digitally to your email and everything. The first thing I do when I get my film back, I look at my film. I don't care about what they send me. I look at my film to see, mm-hmm. you know, what the exposures look like. I put it right to the light and see mm-hmm. what the exposure look like. And then I'm happy. I've hit some roads where I've, I, well, when I was doing film back when I was in, in college, I forgot to change, I forgot to, um, to change my um, shutter mm-hmm. speed. Mm-hmm. Or my, no, I, was, I forgot to change my ISO and when I, everything was overexposed. And it was it was mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Film slows you down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. It makes, makes you think. think. Um, do I want to take that picture right. or not? Or you're like, oh, I got <laughs> one more left. All right. So um, that recaps season three of 2022. From last year, probably the one I really enjoyed was um, creating community with your photography and right. how mm-hmm. to improve your confidence as a photographer. You know that it it doesn't happen overnight. And if it happened overnight for you, good for you, but a lot of times it don't. And if you have a glimpse or oops, you know, don't give up. Just see what happened. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath and and just go out there again and, and enjoy it. Right? Because nothing's perfect. Mm-hmm. Camera mm-hmm. gear's not perfect. And, you know, if you get manuals, read the manuals. And if you don't, download the manuals. You got to read the manuals. And enjoy it. You got to have fun. Enjoy it. Alrighty, so uh, that's that for this. Anything else? Yeah, y'all come back now. Thank you for listening in to Photography Adventures. You can follow on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes and Spotify. Until next time, peace. <laughs>